Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. Michael and I will share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again?, for more information on Michael or myself or forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. And now, your co-hosts, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. Hello, happy Friday. Today is July 1st, 2016. I'm Michelle Deshaies, filling in for Jeannie. And I'm here today with Dr. Timothy Hayes. We warmly welcome you to the show and thank you for choosing to be with us. The call-in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1 and that puts you into queue to talk with our host. We encourage you to call in with your comments and questions, allowing you to actively strengthen and deepen your practice. Now, let's welcome Tim in support of developing our inner process of Aramaic forgiveness. Hello, Michelle. Thank Hi. you for being here. You as well. Um, it's um, a little surprising. I thought Michael was going to be here and Jeannie as well, but thank you for filling in. And oh. um, we're we're here to... Uh, Talk about tools, 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 tools. I like one of the things Michael said in one of his talks. He said there was a gentleman who had a a company and they had a large parking lot, an asphalt parking lot, and it was bad and he wanted to remove it and he'd tried for years to get it removed. And one day he saw an ad in the paper that said, you know, we will remove your old driveway and put up a new one and the guy was furiously angry because he knew from his experience that you can't remove a driveway so he called the person at the ad to complain and he said how dare you advertise that you can remove a driveway when I know for a fact from my own personal experience you cannot remove a driveway and the puzzled person who is a driveway professional said well what do you mean he said I mean, we do this for a living. I know it can be done. And the other man who called in said, that's ridiculous. I have a driveway. I've had it in this company. In the last five years, I've sent my employees out every day for the second half of their lunch hour with toothpicks, and their only job is to remove that driveway, and that driveway is still there. So I know you can't remove a driveway. And the gentleman who's profession it is to remove driveway said well sir i have a bulldozer <laughs> and some other heavy equipment and if you say you want your driveway removed we'll get it done in an afternoon the point of that story is if you're using a tool that's effective you can have phenomenal results 
if you're using the same old, weary, worn-out excuses, blaming others, pardoning, calling it forgiveness, sweetness and love layered on top of a pile of sludge, if you're using those things, you won't get very good results. And what I want to offer is that what this show is about is a process, is a set of tools, is a piece of work that anyone who's willing to do it can apply these tools, apply this work, apply this process in their lives and change their lives drastically for the better. Today is Friday, July 1st, 2016. Yesterday, Thursday, July 30th, June 30th, 2016, a woman called this Internet show and she had exactly what she needed to take a a critically intense, painful, grief-stricken, rageful, fearful process and make huge progress in one half-an-hour session on the phone call applying the tools. The appropriate tool applied with willingness applied diligently can have results that are mind-boggling when compared to the wrong tool or a lack of willingness or only sporadic application. I strongly encourage anybody who's listening to go into the archives at www.yagain.org and click on the link where there's a a microphone, and it says Mindshifters Radio. Click on that link and go to the archives for June 30th, 2016, and listen to that show. And listen to what willingness a woman named Jill, working with a tool, willingness, honesty, and persistence, and working with a tool and watch what she was able to do by allowing the process to work, by getting her conscious, logical mind out of the way and applying a powerful tool. So that's what we're here to support. The tool specifically is the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. I'm sorry, who said something? My, My unmute slipped, Tim. Oh, did you have a comment? Um, well, actually, I do. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more about how powerful yesterday's show was. I actually wrote uh, Jeannie a text about it. I said, you know, you said, um, you know, Jill with Will from Wilmington because her her the little bit of the story that she um, did share was evidently quite tragic. Um, sounded like a newborn child and and the husband died and her rage at being abandoned and left alone and all the grief that it covered and there's so many layers there and the technology like addressed it in in such a powerful way and I actually had a client in my office while I was doing the radio show so I had pulled out a worksheet and I said you know you do your thing because the fear was the most of the feeling and um, can work through it as as you went along and I got to tell you, I mean, I, I told Jeannie, I'm putting this in my archives. 
my personal archive for new clients or friends who really need a powerful example because it was it was just brilliant. I um I was so happy for Jill and I think everyone really um you know that I know who experienced it had to shift themselves. Well, I I agree. The tools are so amazingly powerful. And as we've talked about before, it's not Michael, it's not Dr. Tim, it's not any person. It's the tool. It's the work. And when the work is applied willingly, it goes far beyond what anybody could get from a degree in psychology or a license or 40 years of experience because the person in the moment who's willing to apply the tool, who's willing to be asked to be taught by something larger than themselves in that moment, that person has a fast track to the essence of love and the healing it brings with it. And that's our invitation. Be willing understand there are tools if you're stuck it doesn't matter how long you've been stuck it doesn't matter how long you've had the issue it doesn't really matter what's been done to you we see it time and again with the application of the appropriate tool that people there's one in the archives where a woman named Lynn one of the first I think it was back from 2011 a woman named Lynn called in with a problem and in working with Michael and applying the tool in about a 25 to 35 minute session, she was able to dismantle murderous rage, literally murderous rage. What do I mean by that? She says right there in the archive, she used to walk her property with a gun, hoping one of these people she was holding the rage against would get on her property so she could have a legal right to shoot them dead. And she had that kind of murderous rage for what she said was over 20 years at that time. And she was able to dismantle that murderous rage in one worksheet process. So please take advantage. It's absolutely free. It's at www.whyagain.org. Click on the red and white bullseye. That'll take you to a page where you can download Chapter 24 of Michael's book, the latest version of this worksheet, completely free, no strings attached. It lets you download the most recent version of the Reality Management Wake-Up Sheet. And then it lets you download links to 16 different audio files where someone has stepped real people just like you with a serious problem through the process to move from anger, fear, sadness, hurt, confusion, overwhelm, terror to the space of calm and love. And it may not happen in one worksheet. And, and, you know, the key is, even in a situation like Jill's yesterday, the key is not how much damage has been done over how many years. The key is the willingness in the moment to do the work, to trust yourself, and to trust the process. So 
I'll take a breath and ask if there's anybody else with a hand up. Anything going on in the chat room, Michelle? Well, actually, um, what's going on is in my room. I have um, a client here who I've been working with since mid-spring, and um, I invited her to listen to the show with me. And I asked her, hey, do you want to um, share a little bit about your process? Because um, it's interesting. I first started working with her when she was um, a student at Michigan State, maybe her sophomore year. And, you know, I kind of did my traditional therapy thing, what I was um, educated to do. And we had some results. And, you know, as clients do, they um, move through whatever their crisis is at the time. And they... um, they terminate with the clinical relationship. And then, um, you know, a couple of years later, I saw her again. Her grandpa died, and it was just like kind of a little booster, move through the crisis. And then she was, you know, graduated and off with her life. Just recently, this spring, she came back into my life. She um, recently got married and a new career, and her husband's in medical school, so lots going on, and the stuff is up. The difference between, let's say, five years ago and now is that I have such um, a greater depth of wisdom as it relates to healing and treating um, symptoms related to, let's say, depression, anxiety, substance abuse, because all that stuff is topical and, like, really getting the core of I can't fix it, it's my fault, I feel hopeless, life is hopeless, and using Holy Spirit and canceling goals and just getting amazing results, whether I give them all the details about Yeshua or I keep it completely secular. And so um, I invited her to share, and she said, yes. Yeah. So this is Maya. Oh, yes. <laughs> you didn't say no. <laughs> Hi. Um, I've listened in with Michelle a couple of times. Um Everything that she's been teaching me has really helped. Um, Specifically, we've been talking about um, goals that we set for ourselves and working through them and canceling the goals, and that's what's really helped for me. So, Well, wonderful. And is there a specific question or an issue that we can address for you today? It's Maya, is it? Yes. Well, thank you for being here. Is there a specific question or way we can support you with a particular issue or a question about the worksheet process today? Uh, Uh, Her sign is uh, apparently uh, presented. um, Michelle? I couldn't quite understand you. Are you off here? No, no, no. I I touched the end of the phone. The volume went off. Um, I, I think her uh, her fear is up because she, all of a sudden she got shy. So that's um, you know, she she's really minimizing the the, the breakthroughs that she's having every week. Every week, I you know, we we work through what the issue was. And then she, you know, <clears throat> moves a lot of energy and taps it and breathes it. And then 
and she'll come back in the next week, and then it's been another cut, and it's another cut, and it's another cut, and it's like, like wow, like in four or five weeks, it's amazing. And, it's, it, you know, it's, um, I related to a chiropractic adjustment because she, she noticed this, that where um, she had canceled her goal, really some issues with the in-laws, and then, you know, time went on, and she still was not reactive, and it's kind of like, what? Like, I would normally be bothered by this stuff. I would normally be bothered by this stuff. And it's so, like, a chiropractic adjustment of canceling gold, but it held, like, for multiple weeks. And, and she's kind of amazed by that. Like, I don't know what happened, but it, it works. And, yeah, and it's, like, resuming, like, a pleasant, you know, um, relationship with, you know, the in-laws and in-laws' family and stuff like that. So it's, um, as, a, as a witness, and a participant in supporting her it is so inspiring because she's such a beautiful young lady and she's at the beginning of her life and, you know, it's going to color everything. Are you breathing? Oh. <laughs> well, I think it would be a good idea. Yeah, I, have to, I should probably go model healthy behavior. <laughs> Yeah. So, so I and and I I know the the some of the history, so I'm not going to ask you to go into the details. But I would strongly <laughs> encourage you, Michelle, to, to take a breath and make a note or two about worksheets that you might do around grief that you didn't have these tools sooner. About grief, about hopes for the different relationships and what your family relationships have been, and just make the notes about it at least. No, and then I'll just. Um, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and oh my gosh, the the switchboard is all lit up. So um, we've got several callers in queue. So if um if you're ready, we can take the first one. All right. Uh, this is area code eight six zero. You're on the air. Who do we have, and where are you calling from? Hi, my name is Lisa, and I'm calling from Connecticut. Hello, Lisa. How can we support you? Hi, thank you. Um, my husband and my son horrifically wronged me, and um, I have been unable to forgive them. And I know it's good for me. It's just it was so horrific and so backstabbing. Um, and well, Lisa, let me just let me just introduce you to this work. It seems like you're fairly new. Yes. How did you find out? How did you find out about this radio show and this work? found you on blog talk and I'm writing down everything you're saying right now so I can go to the archives well Lisa one of the critical things is in this work that's so different from all the other work around forgiveness is that Dr. Michael Rice has tapped into the oldest known version copy of the New Testament in the ancient Aramaic and has had access to translating it from the ancient Aramaic directly into English. And what they learned in that process is that ancient wisdom was that forgiveness was all an inside process. And over the years in translating it from one culture to another and one language to another, we have come to be taught that forgiveness means pardoning somebody or letting them off the hook for a horrible thing they did to us. The ancient wisdom said 
that's not what forgiveness is about. Forgiveness is about when I have a painful energy in me, an energy that's resulting in anger or sadness or hurt, confusion or guilt or shame, forgiveness is the actual tool I can use to go inside my mind and my body's energy system and remove that painful energy. Even if the horrible thing the person did to me is still going on, or even if the other person doesn't want to apologize, even if the money I lost is still gone, all of those things can stay in place, and I can remove the painful energies from my system. And I can be restored to a calm, loving space And I get the benefit of that calm, and I get the benefit of that love. So in this work, there would be very, very little talk about what your husband or your son did. It would be all about your thoughts, your emotions created by those thoughts, the goals you set that hide from you and you keep focused on, which then hides from you the true nature of your pain, And your pain is always internal to you. And if you go into the website and download that Chapter 24 of Dr. Rice's book and read it, and download the most recent version of the Reality Management Wake-Up Sheet, as I was saying in the intro, you will have a tool that can remove your pain, your fear, your hurt, your sadness, And prior to this, you've probably been trying to remove, the analogy would be a driveway with a toothpick. You've been trying to forgive and get rid of your pain about what's happened by using a tool that's completely ineffective. And Michael Rice says for years he's traveled and because, you know, he's, talked about doing forgiveness, all kinds of people come up to him and say, oh, we do the forgiveness thing. Oh, we've got a, my, my guru's got a great forgiveness. The whole thing that we do is about forgiveness. And Michael says over and over again, please, tell me what's your process for forgiving, for doing the forgiveness work? And every time, without fail, people don't know what to say. They say, well, what do you mean? How do you forgive? You just forgive. And every time that happens, Michael knows what they're talking about is pardoning. And this is completely different from pardoning. This is a process, a technology, a tool that helps me understand how my mind and body work together and how my experience in each moment is created out of the thoughts I'm choosing in the moment. And those thoughts and my experience of reality are generated by the goal I'm holding in every moment. And so the primary counterintuitive thing about this work is I need to identify the goal I'm holding, realize how that's generating either the pain I'm feeling or a distraction from the true source of the pain I'm feeling, learn to cancel that goal learn to focus on my true nature as love, learn to ask to be taught by love in the moment, to be shown the hidden part of my mind that's really causing my pain, and watch the results. And yes, people do horrible things. 
People steal money from other people. People lie. People do physically painful things to other people. We are in full willing acceptance of the fact that many painful, insulting, hurtful, degrading, physically painful things are done, illegal, immoral, etc. And we understand that when someone does one of those things to me, that is not what's causing my internal experience of emotion. That's not causing my fear. It may have a direct relationship to my physical pain, but it's not the only cause of my physical pain, and it certainly isn't causing my negative emotion. So there's much for you to learn about this tool, and just with the energy I heard in your voice about the grievous nature of the offense, I strongly encourage you to get access to these tools. They're free, and as I mentioned You don't even have to be put on a mailing list. And if you download Chapter 24 of Michael's book for free and read it, and you download the worksheet process and try to do one, call back on Monday, yes, even on the holiday Monday, Michael and Jeannie will be here, and ask any questions you need. There are 16 hours of archives where people have been stepped through the worksheet process. There's yesterday's show, which is now in the archives, where Jill got stepped through a process that was very intense. And there's more than you'd ever need to learn to do this and then begin the work of becoming a master at this tool of forgiveness. Thank you. I see that well, he has you're very welcome. Say again. I think that I see there's a MP3 download of the book. I think that that will be my weekend project, and then I can call on Monday, really knowing more. That we strongly encourage it. This tool is phenomenal, and it's it's for everyone. And of course, when we hear somebody who's got the kind of intense emotional energy you do around this it's even more critical that you have a tool that's effective, powerful. So please call back on Monday and let us know your progress and your questions. Thank you so much. God bless you all for doing You're this very work. Well. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. So, Michelle? Uh, <coughs> right. We've got area code 917. You're on the air. Is this Wilmington? No. Uh, hi, this is Jackie from Merlin. Oh, hello. How are you? Um, I'm calling from Merlin, and um, I, I learned about the show from uh, Michael being on the Love Journey, Inc., um, and he comes on regular uh, every other Tuesday. And so um, I'm thankful and grateful that I learned to set my alarm to come to the call at this time. So um, I'm glad my alarm went off and I was here to uh, come in on the call. And um, for me, what I would like to know is I have so much information, you know, like a lot of tools, and I'm trying to categorize it as to where to put my tools at uh, because I got it seems like I got so 
it's just like I'm overwhelmed with it, you know, like, ah, I got all this good, great stuff, and I just don't know how to organize it into my life. And because uh, I jump on this call and that call, and I'm getting so much great information, but it's just like I don't know where to put it in, okay, in so me. Okay, so let, let, let me interrupt you. Is this Jackie? Yes. Yes. Jackie, and and what you're running into, Jackie, is a very common problem. One of my favorite teachers is Guy Finley, and he says, you know, we have become master seminar attendees. And the problem is we we read all these things, we listen to all these tapes, and we accumulate all this knowledge, and then when something in, intense happens in our life, we have a heart attack trying to figure out who we should be or what we should do in the moment. Yeah. So my recommendation is that you breathe and you realize that there's no amount of reading or listening to a guru that's going to change the way you are living and experiencing your life in the moment. Mm-hmm. What will change the way you're living and experiencing your life in the moment is if you begin to practice some new skills. Yeah. If you begin to live more in the moment, mm-hmm. and in each moment where you're feeling something less than love, you bring your mm-hmm. attention back to your breath, and you breathe deeply, comfortably, and just focus on the breath. Here's a three-step process that comes from the Beatitudes, the ancient Aramaic translation of the Beatitudes. Breathe. Make your home in the breath. Put your awareness on this miraculous process of breathing that happens even when you're not paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. Your heart keeps pumping and your breath keeps moving even when you're completely absorbed in some other activity and even when you're asleep at night. And just to be aware of that puts your conscious focus on something that's connected to a power that's higher than your conscious awareness, that's far more powerful than the logical mind. So breathe and connect your awareness to the energy that's keeping body and soul together, as my grandmother would say. Mm-hmm. The next thing is just feel whatever's coming up in that moment. And then notice it. Oh, I'm feeling tight. I'm feeling tense. I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling angry. You might be aware of feeling a physical sensation, or you might be aware of feeling the specific category of sensations that we call emotions that are connected to thoughts. Oh, I'm feeling joyful. Oh, I'm feeling exhilarated. Oh, I'm feeling confused. Any of those physical sensations that we label as emotions are a specific category of sensation that are tied to thought. Mm -hmm. So you start by breathing, 
yeah. and then you feel deeply whatever's yeah. coming up, and then you continue to breathe, and you let the feeling flow through you. Breathe, feel it, and let it flow. Let it flow. Thank you. Then the next thing I would recommend is you take a quick inventory of the tools that you've been exposed to in the past month or year or however long you've been on this journey, mm-hmm. and you you make it a choice to clear the path to just engage one of them. Let's say that you really liked Ho'oponopono. And there are four statements in Ho'oponopono, and you decide that's the one I'm going to start using. And Mm -hmm. then for the next chunk of time, just decide how long you want to dedicate some time to it, a week, a month, whatever, I'm going to just practice, thank you, I love you, please forgive me, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Over and over and over, the Ho'oponopono mantra. Or let's say that you really like Byron Katie's work, or you like the Sedona Release Method and their questions, or you like the EFT tapping or the faster EFT tapping. Pick the one that seems to resonate the most for you when you're just breathing, you're staying calm, and commit yourself to do that process not just once a day, but in each new moment. Especially those new moments when you're feeling anything less than connected to your true nature as the energy of love. Jackie, are you old enough to have held a newborn child at any point in your life? Oh, yes, I'm 53, yes. And so do you remember holding a brand newborn child ever? Yes, I do. What Michael asks people to do in this work is breathe, think about a time, let yourself go back to feeling what it was like to actually hold a newborn child, and then use a word that tries to point at what the essence of that newborn child is and was. What would your word be for what is the essence of the newborn child? Love. So that's just a word, but it points at that experience. And what Michael wants you to understand is not only did you begin as that, that is your true nature. And it can never be dented, rusted, chipped, broken, cracked, faded in any way. Mm. You're returning the focus of your conscious awareness to that essence and allowing that to be the total, perfect, conscious, active presence of awareness and love in your mind. That is the healing force that transmutes all of the fear, all of the sadness, all of the regret, all of the physical hurt and emotional hurt.
Thank you. Choose a tool that lets you tap into that whenever you're feeling less than that. And there are a variety of them out there. I've mentioned just a few. Martha Stewart, I mean, Martha Creek does work that's um, through the Unity work that's very similar to Byron Katie's work, and Byron Katie has hers. And, you know, Wayne Dyer has had different things he's tapped into over the years. The point is, you are not an entire continent full of people. You are an entity, and you have a very limited conscious logical mind, as we all do. So your best results will come when you focus that on a practical tool and then start applying it in your life. Having knowledge is not wisdom. Having knowledge that I don't act on is just a weight. It's baggage I carry around with me. If Mm -hmm. I'm going to change my life for the better, I need to apply tools. I need to act on the knowledge in each new moment to bring that healing presence of my awareness of my true nature as love to the top of my mind total, perfect, conscious, active, present love is that healing energy. And it's the stuff you're made of, so you just need to clear away the garbage so that you can see your true nature. And as Wave Master would say, please don't go looking for love from anybody else. And please quit trying to make other people believe you love them just focus on the fact that you are that energy of creation and the healing force of life and creation is trying to flow through you in each moment and me in each moment and all I need to do is relax and let it flow breathe feel it and let it flow through me thank you And then, of course, we highly recommend the tools that Michael makes available for free. The Reality Management Worksheet is the primary one. And what what Michael does when he goes to a a town and does a series of five worksheets or workshops is he recommends if people really want to change their life, take it to the next level. All they really need to do is make the commitment to, to do five worksheets a day for the next 40 days. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my offering at this point. I, I I thoroughly understand the trap of constantly trying to learn something new without applying <laughs> it in my life. Right. Yeah. And uh, well, actually, you just com- you you confirmed a lot as to what I was on. I just started doing this week is using the whole Pono, Pono uh, prayer. And um, and I've been uh, meditating more, so uh, I am on the right track. And I just need not to try to put everything into me at one time. I just need to keep it simple to keep myself from getting overwhelmed with everything that I have. And this right here is definitely a great uh, slate for me to get started with, and keeping it plain and simple to keep from being overwhelmed. Thank you so very much. Um, I appreciate your tools that you have given to me. Well, you're very welcome. Thank you for the call, and please feel free to call back and 
give us updates on your progress. Yes, most definitely would do that. Thank you so much. Have a great day and a happy holidays to you all. Thanks. Same to you, Jackie. Thank you. All right, Michelle, is there anybody else with a hand up or anything going on in the chat room? Uh, yeah, let's see here. Let me turn off that mic. Um, yeah, we got um, one of the gals who's in the uh, Bill Constantino support groups um, in the chat room, and so we're catching up on Michigan things. And so we got another hand up. It's area code 208. Who do we have, and where are you calling? Hello? My name is Megan, and... Hi. Hi, Megan. Can you hear me? Yeah, Hi. Um, yeah, I'm um, new to your show, but um, really have been liking what I've been hearing so far. And um, I had a couple different questions. One concerning um, the Byron Kitty approach to everything, and another just concerning, um, I guess, the difficulty for me in getting into a space of genuine forgiveness. And a lot of times just being a single mom and everything, a lot of times the only time I really have is like when I'm driving or, um, uh, and sometimes it's hard to feel like everything is really genuine in that space of um, um, forgiving the people that I need to, I often wonder, like... Okay, so, so Megan, you know, let me just interrupt you and mm-hmm. ask you to take a breath. Because in this work, we would we would ask you to stop in this moment mm-hmm. and don't ever again try to forgive anyone else. Don't try to forgive yourself or anyone or anything ever again. Because in this work, what we understand and we're teaching is a tool, an ancient tool, that in the ancient Aramaic language, the word for it was to shebag, to cancel or dismantle in the English language. And that's the word that was translated as forgiveness. That's the ancient process of forgiveness. But we wouldn't want you to remove anybody else. We wouldn't want you to remove yourself. We would want to help you understand a process that would let you go into your mind, into your body, where the actual source of your pain or fear or sadness or confusion or hurt is, grief, etc., and remove the energies within you that are causing the upset. Because in this work we understand, and the ancient teaching tells us, nothing that's ever happened outside of me in my life has caused the upset I'm feeling inside. And I understand this is a radical concept. For most people, this sounds crazy. I've actually literally had people in my office get angry and and you know jump to the front of their seat and say you know do you mean to tell me if i punched you in the face it wouldn't hurt and all these things this is a very diff- different concept so 
So we ask people to keep their breath moving and just start to observe this for themselves. We're living in a world that's full of examples of how an outside event does not cause the internal upset of the people watching that event. We're living in a world where if eight or ten people go out for dinner at a dinner party and the waiter makes an error in a drink order or someone's food order, two or three people can get all kinds of upset. Let's call the manager. Let's get out of here. Let's get a different waiter. And six or eight other people just spend their time trying to calm that person down. And those people are all upset because the waiter made a mistake. But the point is, we know those people are not upset because the waiter made a mistake. The proof of that is right there to be seen. If the waiter's mistake had caused the upset in those two people, then everyone who saw the waiter make that mistake would have the same flavor of upset at the same degree of intensity. Mm. So how could an event that happens in front of ten people cause only two people to be angry? It can't happen. Now, if the waiter came to the table... If the waiter came to the table with a fire hose and opened it on everybody at the table and sprayed everybody with water, we could easily say accurately, that waiter made us wet. That outward physical action caused an outward result. We're now wet. And even if that happened... If a waiter came to a table of 10 people and opened up a fire hose and sprayed them, I guarantee you there would be a variety of different emotional responses to getting sprayed by the fire hose from the waiter. Some people would be looking for the candid camera video cameras. Some people would be scared. Some people would be laughing. Some people would be angry. Guaranteed, even in that sample of 10 people, the internal responses to the outside event would be many and varied. So the evidence of this is here for us to observe every day in our lives. The outside events in my life do not cause my upset. In a more simple case, we can observe that on some days, if I spill my coffee, but it's already been a really good day, I woke up feeling rested. There were some emails telling me the deal closed. There were some emails telling me that a friend is coming to visit. And I'm, you know, two hours, three hours into the day, and there had been five or six good things, and I'm feeling healthy and strong, and I woke up rested, and I spill my coffee. It's just the the smallest blip in the radar. I barely notice it. I laugh about it. If I wake up in the morning and I didn't sleep so well and I'm kind of tired and the emails I open up are with bad news and not good news, and then three hours later I spill a cup of coffee, I could use that as an excuse to ruin my computer, my desk. I could you know, trash the office. I could say, oh, my God, this whole day has gone down the tubes. The coffee spilling is not causing an emotional response. And we could take a breath, step back, and observe this. We could step out of the cultural conditioning, and we could call it brainwashing, that has us thinking everyone and everything outside of us is causing our feelings. We can observe this for ourselves once we've been introduced 
to that possibility. So that's a long interjection that began because you said you are trying to forgive someone. And we want to understand in this work, it's based on a whole different set of observations, fundamental principles that have been observed that are different than what our culture teaches. And the forgiveness tool in this work, and, and please do yourself a favor, go back to yesterday's archive, the archive of yesterday's radio show, and listen to what Jill was able to do. And Jill... Jill doesn't know me. She's never seen me. She lives in Wilmington, North Carolina. I've never heard or seen of her. It's not about the people. It's about the willingness and the tool and the process and what Guy Finley says. The creator didn't just put you in the world with a teacher that you have to go out and hunt and find. And the, the universe, the creator, put you in a world in direct relationship with a teacher that will never abandon you if you just ask to be taught, if you ask to be shown. The teacher, the healer, the presence of love and creative energy in the world that can transform your pain and your fear and guide you to truth and happiness, along the way giving you a far more accurate representation of the actuality outside of you than you've ever had before is in you it's in every human it is indelibly there and it's waiting to be activated by you saying please show me so if you go to www.whyagain.org w-h-y-a-g-a-i-n.org click on the red and white bullseye that takes you directly to a page. You don't have to go on a mailing list. You don't have to pay any money. And you can download Dr. Michael Rice's Chapter 24 of his book that explains this process. You can download the latest version of the Reality Management Wake-Up Sheet process, which is the tool of forgiveness, which will help you remove the pain, the fear, the sadness, the hurt, the grief. Print it out. Fill it out. Put the pen to the paper. Get yourself mm -hmm. to question, how can I do something differently? You know, it's been said over and over again that one of the best definitions for insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. Yeah. So, yes, this does sound weird. No one's ever hurt you. No one's ever insulted you. No one's ever made you feel sad, angry, scared. That, that sounds bizarre. Yeah. Having been raised <laughs> in this culture. Well, so so at least we can say um, this, hey, that's different. So now we're moving mm -hmm. into something that has a chance to produce a different result because it's fundamentally different. The next thing I really yeah. like about this is, the next thing I really like about this is, I don't want you to believe anything I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I want you to observe it for yourself. I want Megan to step into the next new moment able to question for herself everything she's ever thought she believed prior to this. Everything she believed about love as a verb, I'm going to love you. Everything she's ever thought about who's caused her pain or fear, that she's going to question what she believed 
and begin to step into the next new moment as an active observer of her life with the possibility that everything she's known before this that she thought she knew and that she believed in was either only partly true or completely false. And how does she know that? Well, she knows that because she's not perfectly happy. She knows that because she doesn't have perfect relationships yet. So I'm hoping Megan will leave this conversation and step into the next new present moment willing to question everything and willing to pick up a tool like the reality management wake-up sheet. As silly as it might sound, a lot of words on an 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper, but just fill in the blanks, go to the show in the archives from yesterday, listen to what happened when Jill was willing to question things, to breathe through things, to identify loving goals and then cancel them. Watch how a different process actually can yield different results. Mm-hmm. So I'll take a breath and ask if any of this makes any sense. Um, yeah, it really does. I mean, I've, um, I have. I mean, I haven't, um, I'm not exactly familiar with your specific work. I have worked doing um, similar things. Like I said, I was, I am very familiar with Byron Katie's work and it has been a tremendous help. Um, however, there is a point in time where it's hard for me to decipher boundaries and stand in my own power when I know that certain things really aren't because of me and I start blaming myself for everything and then pretty soon everything's my fault or I you know I I am the creator of my reality and what I see is you know a reflection of myself Um, but I still know that I didn't cause that sometimes I'm around people and I'm doing everything in my power to, you know, be the best person I can be and not take anything personally. And still it's a daily um, struggle being around them. And I have been in contact with people who know that I use this technique and, you know, they figure, Oh, well, she's just going to, point everything back to herself so that means I can treat her however I want to treat her and she'll always take responsibility for it and that has been my experience with with the past relationship and so I need to find the okay, balance so let me, let me, where let me um, ask you Megan let me ask you to take a breath before we run out of time here so as I'm sitting here listening to you what's resonating for me is the title of a book and the title of the book is Verbally Abusive Relationships, How to Recognize and Respond. Mm-hmm. And this is okay. a book by Patricia Evans. And okay. and I, I want to thank you for this question because it's just right on target. Many people who get into this work make the mistake of thinking 
they're being told to stay in an abusive pattern in a relationship or to take responsibility for what other people are feeling. And in this work, we're saying, I have full responsibility and I'm the one who actually creates my feelings and everyone else I deal with has full responsibility whether they choose to accept it or not and they are creating whatever they are feeling. We are living in a culture, as I just mentioned, that tries to train all of us that other people hurt our feelings and that we're all victims. And one of the things I ask in one of my talks I heard myself say how can you how can I how can we how can anyone ever be free if I think something outside of me controls my emotions and yet we're living in a culture that teaches us that so we're living in a culture surrounded by people who think I made them angry because I cut them off on the radio show I interrupted them because I wanted to make a point How rude of Dr. Tim to do that. This book, Verbally Abusive Relationships, How to Recognize and Respond, Mm -hmm. is written by a woman who's been studying patterns that have developed because we've been living in this culture that teaches everybody, somebody else hurts your feelings, etc. And certain people who get wounded fall into a pattern that is so identifiable It's spooky. I've had people read this book and come back and ask me, did this woman have cameras in my house? (laughs) How did they know my wife talks to me like that? Well, because we are creatures of habit and we form patterns of interaction based on whatever, usually false beliefs. So please avail yourself of some good books like this to identify these patterns so that you get validation that as you work to take full responsibility for what goes on inside you, it literally gives you the courage of your convictions to to focus on that and to give others permission to be responsible for their own emotions and reactions and to step out of the role of trying to assuage their emotions and reactions because that's the only way I know to move into a healthy relationship. Thank you for the call. We're down to a minute. Please call back and keep us posted on your progress or ask further questions. It's a holiday on Monday, but Mike Lentini will be here. Thanks, everybody. Have the best year yet of your eternal lives. Thanks again, Michelle, for running the switchboard. Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and myself, Jeannie Rice, as we present the Internal Aramaic Process of Forgiveness. We are here every Monday through Friday from 1 to 2 o'clock Eastern Time on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael, myself, or Aramaic Forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. That's www.whyagain.org.